0: have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Have you ever come across people who suddenly behave differently when you meet them after a long period of time? Maybe after they get back from college, or sometimes after they marry. And it mostly leads to you feeling guilty for their absurd behavior. You probably blame yourselves for something you said that might have offended them, or for not keeping in touch about their well-being. To be honest, change is something all of us are trying to accept. But... While some of us are not able to adjust to the modifications in our lives, a few of us go through situations that do not help with it either. So when our lives change, there are only two things we can do. Accept it positively or believe we aren't able to cope. While the latter could drive you into dejection or mental illness, The former lets you live happily, keeping your mind healthy and well. But whether it is peer pressure, in-law or family insults or inferiority complexes, you would recover faster if you are assisted in the right way. So I have decided to spend the next six to eight episodes to educate, explain, and share with you the differences between mental health, mental well-being, and mental illness. So before I begin, let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment. Hold it for five seconds. And let it out with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. All right. So what is mental health? According to the WHO, and I paraphrase, Um, mental health is a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own abilities. They can cope with the normal stresses of life. Well, to be honest, life is stressful. They can work productively and fruitfully and is able to make a contribution to their community. Now, Although the terms are often used interchangeably, mental health and mental illness is not the same thing. But they are also not mutually exclusive. A fundamental difference between mental health and mental illness is that everyone, yes, every one of us, has some level of mental health all of the time. Just like physical health, isn't it? Whereas it is possible to be without mental illness. Believe it or not, mental illness is extremely prevalent around the world. And after I am finished with you in the coming six to eight weeks, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure you will not disagree with me when I say there are so many people around the world that is physically ill, right? And guess what? Same with mental health. There are more people that are mentally ill or that they have mental illness and people don't even know it maybe it is a good time to explain further what mental health consists. It is basically our emotional and social well-being. It is all about how we reason, feel and perform in life. Mental health has an effect on our daily lives, relations and physical health according to how we handle it. No doubt, daily life events affect our mental health drastically, such as finances, house chores, and office work have been stressing people out for years now. Well, let's face it, particularly in the past year, when COVID hits, some people are still suffering. Added to that, abusive marriages, abusive relationships, peer pressure, and death of loved ones have proven to be common reasons for one to go into depression. Some factors that could improve your mental health are the people around you. When stress and depression get a hold of you and you are unable to control your behavior, you are probably undergoing a breakdown, which is a result of mental illness. Generally, the warning signs of being mentally ill would be sadness or irritability for a long time. Extreme mood swings, repeated anxiety, and major changes in eating and sleeping habits. So beware if you are out there and you know that you have not been sleeping for a long time. And on top of that, you are depending on medication to sleep Another sign would be complete social withdrawal where you tend to build a cocoon around yourself and believe it is your safe world. So could you imagine during COVID lockdown, there is a lot of mental illness going on and nobody is aware And that is very dangerous. Not only for the person that is not well, but also for the people that are around them. So now let's talk about mental wellness. So what is it? Mental wellness is the absence of mental illness. It is a state of well-being where you realize your own capabilities and can cope with stress, work productively, and help others in distress. Mental wellness is important at every stage in life. Some ways to boost your mental wellness would be to get at least eight hours of sleep per day, have a healthy diet, Stay away from junk food. Stay active, meaning exercise regularly. Communicate with others. And during lockdown, instead of binge watching Netflix or Stan or Apple TV+, FaceTime somebody, call somebody, talk with somebody. All right? Follow your passion or pick up a new hobby. Help others volunteer work and look for positives in every situation. In case you have tried all of the above and you come to me and say, oh, Dr. Bibi, I've tried all of that and it's not working. Well, if you need help getting through your sorrow, depression, or sheer anxiety, rumination, sleepless nights, you are probably at a stage where you could benefit from some help. So connect with me and let me be the listening ear or the shoulder to cry on. And if not me, find another professional to talk with. Please, invest in your own mental health. is the best gift that you can give to yourself, actually not just yourself, but the people that you love, the people that you live with, the people that spend time around you. It is, they will benefit from your mental health as well, meaning your mental well-being. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is don't take your mental health for granted. Just like our physical health, we need to take action to stay happy and healthy, both physically and mentally, in order to attain mental wellness, mental well-being. Now, fortunately, many things that are good for our physical health are also good for our mental health. So let me share with you some ways you can stay mentally healthy. Number one, get more beauty sleep. Sleep and mental illness are linked. Yes, let me repeat. Sleep and mental illness are linked. Studies have shown that sleep problems increase the risk of mental illness. Sleep deprivation can affect our ability to concentrate, learn, and be resilient. Most adults need around eight hours of sleep each night to function and stay mentally healthy. Now, I understand some of you may push back and say, oh, I Function well, uh, thank you very much. Just by sleeping six hours, well, if that's truly the case, then I congratulate you. Then I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to those who cannot sleep, who needs medication to help them to sleep, and still they don't get rested. You know who I'm talking about. You know I'm talking. Yes with you. So please seek help and find the root cause of you not able to sleep and rest. Taking pills is not going to help you in the long run. It is just a band-aid. Okay, number two. Make time for yourself. It's easy to keep busy looking after the needs of everyone else around you, particularly mothers, particularly uh, single parents. But it's important to do an activity you enjoy and are good at. Losing yourself in an activity lets you forget about worries for a while. Not only will your mental health benefit, but your family, your children and colleagues will definitely enjoy your refreshed state of mind as well. Number three, be active, stay active. As I mentioned earlier, exercise keeps excess weight off and also gives you a mental boost. When we exercise regularly, our brain releases endorphins and serotonin, which are chemicals that help improve our mood. Regular exercise can also reduce stress, anxiety, And depression. And seriously speaking, anybody who is already suffering depression, exercise is key. Move your body helps your depression. Number four, manage your stress. Now, to be honest, almost everyone in the modern world feels stressed at some point. It's only normal is part of life and doesn't cause you harm if you keep it under control. So if you struggle to wind down or manage your thoughts, find relaxation techniques that work for you. Some people use yoga, affirmations, exercising, or journal writing to relax and de-stress. Find one That works for you. 5. Enjoy a healthy diet. What we eat affects our bodies and our brains. A poor diet can make us feel sluggish and increase the symptoms of depression and anxiety. Nutritious food gives us more energy, improves concentration, and helps us get a better night's sleep. For instance, Do not eat processed sugar. Besides, cancer cells feed on processed sugar. right? So number six, build up your confidence. Low self-esteem and self-confidence is a contributing factor to mental illness. Don't compare yourself to others. Be happy with who you are, what you already have. What we focus on, we get more. So focus on what you have. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. So don't dwell on your perceived weaknesses. If you fail at something, remind yourself you have strengths in other areas. Nobody is perfect. Number seven. As I mentioned earlier, meet with friends, communicate. We are social animals. It does not matter whether you are an introvert or extrovert. We all need friends. Social isolation and poor relationships are risk factors for mental illness. Being social makes you less likely to suffer loneliness and feelings of isolation particularly during lockdown period. You don't need a big network of friends. Being part of a group of people with common interests or volunteering with a community group will give you a sense of belonging. So, before I wrap up this episode, I want to emphasize that there is no shame in admitting that you cannot Do it all. Don't wait for things to get any worse or for your stress to build before speaking out. Talk to a trusted, empathetic friend or consult your GP or reach out to me or any other professional. Get help. All right? So until next week, Stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. And find this podcast to be honest on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website ww.drbarakiao.com. D-R B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com